Music has a healing power that can evoke a sense of wonder in a lot of us, especially when a particular song transports us back to a particular place and time. When we have the right melodies, cadence and lyrics, it's like a match made in heaven. I'm your host, Yolanti Falhinmi, a journalist who advocates for innovation storytelling, and this is Black Prose, the podcast where black writers talk amongst themselves. Before Lubyanka's hit single People went viral on TikTok and captured hearts around the world, she was already making music that feeds her soul. This year, she won her first BET award as the best international act. She's one of Spotify's newest additions to the Radar UK and Island family and has released her new EP, Walk Away, which I can't wait to talk to her about. When did you first feel like a writer? Oh, I was like nine years old. Yeah, around nine, ten. Was was there anything specific that made you think, okay, I can do this writing thing? No, I just kind of did it. And I feel like um, my love for music started to manifest in other ways. So um, from writing to playing instruments to engineering myself, mixing my vocals, and like it just manifested itself in different ways. So yeah, I just kind of do the stuff that I want to do. <laughs> and your parents, were they supportive when you said you wanted to do music? Yeah, my parents were very supportive. I know usually in the African home, that's not the case when the child is uh, embarking on a creative journey. But um, my parents were very supportive. And uh, yeah, they were like 100% down. They paid for my voice lessons. You know, they they did whatever they had to do for me to just keep chasing my dreams. Do you think that put any pressure on yourself to make sure that music works? Because you wanted to make sure you made them proud. It wasn't really the, f- to make them proud. I was just honestly afraid of failure. It's like, no, like if I put my mind to something, it has to happen. Like, <laughs> I'm not settling for less. Like it just has to, to happen. And yes, my parents and my family being proud of me, you know, is one of the motivations. But the main one was just, I don't want to fail, bro. I just don't. Yeah. And in terms of Cameroon, mm-hmm. from Cameroon, and yeah. you're very proud, you put Cameroon on the map. What was your upbringing like? Because you said that you grew up selling ground nut. Yeah. And like now you're now full-time musician. Mm-hmm. When you reflect back to then and now, what would you say were the biggest lessons that you've learned since then? Your intuition is way more important than you think. Um, and you need to let that guide you. And even though sometimes it may be easier to um, kind of go with the flow of other people's agendas, it's very important that you stick to yours and you uh, fight for what you believe can happen. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned. Where have you implemented that into your career so far? Everywhere. You have to fight for yourself as an artist, like because there's so many people with so many opinions and so many hidden agendas where they would just come and, you know, try to manipulate you or just, like, to tell you things that, you know, would sway you more to where they would want you to be. And it's very important that you stay on your ten toes knowing what your vision is and what you are trying to execute and what you are trying to get done. And you have to just make the decisions from where you're standing. Like, actually, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't serve me. But this does, and I'm going to go with this. And It's a hard game. It's definitely not for the faint-hearted. But uh, it's cool. 
And you were also on The Voice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. after The Voice, things didn't really go as you expected. No, no. I <laughs> I came off The Voice and I was like, okay, so what now? Just like I went on there for exposure. But according to me, I was going to go on the show. I was going to win the show. I was going to get signed. I was going to be a big artist. That was it. And um, that was not the case. Um, I even had a moment where I was thinking about quitting music. I just didn't know what else. I was like, bro, like, let me just chill. But obviously, my best friend was like, bro, like, no, like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, just, just relax. Cause I'm a dramatic girl. It's like, <laughs> just relax, take a breath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's pray. Let's gather our thoughts. And um, yeah, then I decided to get on TikTok. And getting on TikTok, was that intentional? So you were making covers. Yeah. That was intentional. Um, the covers, the mashups, like half written songs. It was intentional. It was just kind of like, I'm kind of like a, what is that animal that like, um, is it goats? <laughs> Where they just kind of, <laughs> like they hit shit with their heads. Like just be hitting oh, shit. Is it, is it an ox? You think so? I know, I know it's yeah. what you're talking about. Like they can hit with their heads repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm definitely an ox. Like, <laughs> if. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a Leo, lion makes sense, but I definitely resonate with an ox as well because I was just kind of just hitting my head on the thing. Like, we're going to keep hitting until something breaks. I was going off of faith, to be honest. So just like the the covers, the mashups, um, a lot of um, unwritten songs. I didn't even actually post that many. I think it was like four. And then the fifth one was people. And then things just kind of just, yeah. Things happened. When you wrote People, yeah. you said that it was almost like a productive like studio session. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you weren't, you were at your lowest, essentially. Yeah. Drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah, man. And <laughs> you went into a studio and just wrote the song. Like, it pulled out of you. Mm-hmm. In that moment, what were you trying to convey the most? Because there's so many different lines in the song. So mm-hmm. stuff about being someone that is around a lot of people and feeling unseen. So yeah. your eyes are red, mm-hmm. but no one asked if, if you're okay, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were you actually trying to pour out of yourself? And then you just kind of left the room like nothing happened oh. and came back to the party essentially. Yeah, what um, happened in that in that space? Before I stepped into the, uh, into the studio, I was very overwhelmed. And um, I was just like, the only way that I can get shit off my chest is creating art it's so I was like bro let me just go in the studio and just like let this out and um I let it out it wasn't like you know thought of prior or me trying to do anything it just kind of came out and um that's that's how it goes it just comes out and then later I can reflect and be like oh okay so maybe we're feeling neglected um maybe we're depressed maybe that's what is going on so anyway yeah I got in there I laid everything and then I didn't go back to the party because I felt exhausted after this session. So I just went to my room. I just cried. I went to bed. <laughs> so you didn't realize that you wrote a hit at that time? Absolutely not. That was just writing. It was just I was just being me, man. Yeah. So the day that you posted it on TikTok mm-hmm. and then what was that <laughs> like what was the reaction? Because I always wonder from people who they were one person one day, then the next day they're completely someone else. And yeah. You don't have time to catch it's up. It's completely unexpected. I went to bed broke. I went to bed depressed. 
I went to bed like, you know what? I need to sell some soya tomorrow so that I can pay some of these goddamn bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I went to bed. Yeah. And I wake up to my manager jumping on my bed. He's jumping, he's jumping. He's jumping. Get up, get up. I'm like, bro, you better have a good reason for waking me up because I, why are you waking me up? I like to wake up naturally. Don't disturb my sleep. Yeah. So I tell him, I'm like, bro, this better be a good reason why waking me up. So it's like, yo, I promise it's good. Just take a look, take a look, take a look. So he gets on um on my phone. And he was like, your phone was pinging all night. And I'm just like trying to figure out like what was going on. So like I get in there and your shit's going viral, bro. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? So we take a look at it and um it was in the morning. And at that time it was at like 80K likes. So that was around like maybe like 200K views or something. And I, and I don't like to get disappointed. Or like, you know, have hope and then kind of, so I was just like, yeah, um, all right, we'll see. Um, and he's like, what do you mean we'll see? You're blowing. I'm like, nah, we'll see. I, I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, Is there but, a reason why you don't want to get your hopes up? Have you been that like, burnt in the past or have you done that before and felt I, disappointed? I have got my hopes up and every time I get my hopes up, I get disappointed. So I would just rather not get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather just see where it goes, you yeah. know, because I'm very quick to be like, oh, yeah, this is what it's going to be. Then I get disappointed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, no. Yeah. I'd rather just kind of just relax, stay calm, and see where things go. So you said to your manager, OK, let's just see what happens. And then what happened after that? Well, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> things were blowing. Things were blowing. Things were just going um lots of labels in the dms i was slowly becoming overwhelmed and i think that was the beginning of um no sleep no rest that type of movement where it's kind of like you're you're going everywhere and you don't have the time to sit and reflect or sit and rest and uh i've never had that type of time in my life before i always have the time to reflect and you know take the time to spend time with myself but I didn't have none of that time for like the year after that day <laughs> have you had the time now yeah I'm definitely making that time because um in self-reflection that's where my art comes from I need that so yeah I've been prioritizing it because it's part of my self-care and you're now working on a new album yeah and it's called walk away mm -hmm. what have you walked away from recently I've walked away from Everything that just doesn't serve me right or the things that are just not according to, not up to par, whether that be in my career or my personal life. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm walking away from things that are not benefiting me, bro. Like, there's no point of carrying dead weight. And walk away is also kind of like, it represents my bag of skeletons, like things that I never told anyone, not even my mom that I experienced from childhood and um, things that I were just, I was just so afraid that if I tell somebody to look at me and think that I'm weak, you know, and um, I kept all of that within myself and keeping secrets or keeping things that no one else knows but yourself, it may seem like nothing, but it kind of creates a space within you that What's you space like a I don't know like dark matter like you have to release it and so me writing all the songs and releasing them out to the world was me taking that bag of bones off like you know what where I'm going I don't need this I need to let it out and I need to you know therapize yeah there's a song there angels and demons mm -hmm. which is about an abusive relationship mm-hmm Angel Demon. Um, hmm. It was a very hard write, so 
it's like a angel demon is a combination of my experiences and the experiences of some of my loved ones. So um, it's kind of like a, seeing a story through multiple lenses because we've never talked about it. But, you know, we know some things that happened. We'd never talked about it because we never felt comfortable to talk about it. And it just felt like a vibe kill. And I feel like that's also a reason why a lot of people, they don't like to talk about certain traumatic experiences that they've gone through is because it's like, oh, like, I don't want to kill the vibe. I don't want to, um, I feel like that's too deep for a moment like this. It's it's always going to be too deep for any type of, you know, conversation because that song, <sighs> my my breath is even shaking just talking about it. But um, yeah, I I feel like it's very self explanatory. Like the reason why I write the like the reason why I write the reason why I'm a, I'm a musician is because I'm not good at talking. I'm 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 just, I'm just gonna keep it raw. I'm not good at talking. I'm not good at this. <laughs> but I'm good at writing, so I'm good at transforming it into art and um. Whenever you take the time to listen, then you know what I'm talking about. It's very, like, easy to understand. It's self-explanatory. Like, I'm not making a puzzle piece for you or anything like that. It's just really hard for me to talk about, but it's easy for me to sing about. So, yeah. Do you think the place of going from thinking about it, experiencing something, Mm -hmm. thinking about it, and then writing it down, do you think it helps you process things in a better way? Absolutely. I truly feel like if I didn't have, um, if I wasn't a creative, I would be in jail. Yeah, I would be in the penitentiary or whatever they call it. I would be there because I'm very, very, very emotional. I'm highly sensitive. And there's a lot of things that I've been through that I couldn't even understand myself, talk less of dealing with how I felt about it. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very, very self-aware. But I'm not uh, very vulnerable. And I only happen to be vulnerable in my music, which I guess it works for me and for the rest of the world. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because you refer to yourself as a musical therapist. Yeah. Do you, would you say that you're a therapist for yourself or therapist for your listeners? Or is it a bit of both? A bit of both. A bit of both. Um, more so for my listeners because... I speak on things that um, no one else is comfortable to speak about. And I feel like I serve as that um, that person that kind of puts how you're feeling into words so that when you're sitting by yourself, you don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, I wasn't crazy for thinking that because somebody literally wrote a song about that. So, you know, um, and it also helps me to be able to s- sit back like, Whenever I'm ready, after recording a song, I can sit and listen to it and reflect and um, find some more awareness. Like, it helps me take care of myself better because then I'm able to see different things that I wasn't able to see earlier by listening to my music. And even, like, the EP is sort of like a journey. Yeah. Because going from from experiences Mm -hmm. to... Thinking, oh, in hindsight, I learned from this experience. But then you're also, like, thanking God. But then you're also, like... I'm not going to let these things hold me back. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship like with regrets and letting go of things? I think it's very necessary in order to achieve 
everything that we dream of and everything that you know like if you even think back to when you were younger you had a lot of big dreams and people like to say adulthood is where dreams go to die but um i don't think so i think it's not necessarily adulthood it's uh how you're maneuvering if that makes sense so the next section yeah it's called writing rituals where we're going to talk about your craft of writing yes so my first question is mm. where is your favorite place to write from emotionally and physically anywhere that i'm comfortable preferably for some reason pre- preferably naked huh? i like to be naked <laughs> Sorry, i wasn't expecting <laughs> you to say that <laughs> why because i don't know i i really don't know before but like i just feel very like comfortable like there's nothing holding me down like safe space because if you can be naked somewhere trust me that place is, is a safe space you know what i mean so like sometimes i'll write in the studio in the room the bedroom obviously i can't write in my backyard sometimes if i'm naked this is my backyard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but you know yeah i just like to write sometimes out in nature and um mentally i need to make sure that my mind is like quiet I used to think that I needed my mind to be clear before, but no, I needed to be quiet so that I can be able to tune in to what is on the forefront of my mind um, and be able to really zone in and focus on the process itself. I don't like distractions. Um, you can ask my manager. He will come. I'm writing. He's coming. Hey, stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. <laughs> I have work to do. You're interrupting the process. So, Yeah. As long as I have no distractions and I'm just like mind quiet, preferably naked. If I can be naked, that's okay. We can still make it work. I can just wear one of my batsies or something. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, so you describe your music as simple yet complex. Yeah. But do you have any boundaries? Because I feel like you literally pull your heart out. Yeah. And even if it takes you years to get to that place mm-hmm. of writing that song, mm-hmm. but like, do you have any boundaries where you say, okay, this is for me? Mm. Or any songs that you will write for yourself and no one else? I just happen to be the bottle that carries the water. I don't control who is drinking the water. The bottle is meant to pour the water out. So I can't save songs for myself unless they're ass. Like, if it's like, bro, we cannot release this, this is horrible. How do you know if a song is ass? <laughs> I've never written an ass song, I don't think. I have written songs that had good potential if I sat down and took more time to better execute the vision of the song. But I've never written an ass song. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, d- that's not possible. <laughs> Me, come on. I don't, I, I don't think that's possible. So how, do you, so how do you know when a song is ready then? You say you have to work on When I can listen to it all the way through without my brain itching. Brain itching. Can yeah. you... Can you Explain what that means. Like, um, you know, when when um, when you're in the classroom and the teacher is using the chalk to scrape the board, that noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's it makes you it. go. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So my ears are very um, are very in tune to where like even the slightest thing that throws off the vibe of the music. I can just catch on to it. I'm like, ah, man, bro, that shit just fucked me up, bro. Let's take that shit out or let's like arrange <laughs> it or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So when I can sit and listen all the way through without any of that and I can really just like 
be completely engulfed in the vibe and the story and I can live in the place where that music lives all the way through, we're ready to go. And how do you write multiple storylines? Because I feel like you have different perspectives in your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no control over what I'm going to write next, where I'm going to write it, how I'm going to write it, what's going to inspire it. I I know none of that information. And um, all I do is just keep myself open and try not to um, create any rules because I feel like rules limit what I can create. I don't want any rules. I don't want to think about none of that. I don't want to limit myself to anything. I just want to just let it be. And then whatever comes next, my job is just to make a comfortable space for it to come. Yeah, I'm understanding that about uh, being a creative. It's not really up to you. You just kind of have to let it just happen. Yeah. So that's what I do. What would you say makes a good song? And what is your most ridiculous songwriting tip? I think what makes a good song is soul. Like, for you to be able to take the listener to, to where, to somewhere in your mind. If you're able to do that, that's what makes a good song. If I'm able to feel feel you, feel where you're coming from and, and have that opportunity to live inside your head f- just for one song, that's a good song. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? What is your most ridiculous songwriting tip? I would say writing naked, bro. Like, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> when did that even start? Like, how did you know that was a good place for you to write from? <sighs> um... I've always done that. (laughs) I just thought back to my very first song that I wrote. I wrote it while I was in boarding school and I was naked when I was writing it. Like we were in the, um, I don't, I forget what you call it, but it's like a giant shower where everyone just takes a shower in there. It was all girls school, by the way. And so I was taking a shower. I have my water in my bucket and I'm washing myself and I'm like, Ooh, like I can hear, you know what I'm saying? All I remember is the title of the song was stop. I don't know why, but I came up with the hook, just washing myself. I was like, I was, bro, I was in my vibe. And then I finished it off later, like during bedtime. So yeah, it started there, I, I guess. I'd just be naked. And how do you edit and rewrite songs? So when you are trying to work them? I try not to tamper with it too much. And initially when I get inspired, when the process begins, I try to keep myself focused for as long as I possibly can to get everything out because half-assing now and then trying to finish later, when you come later, you're in a completely different vibe and you will have to take more energy to zone into like where you were at when you were initially inspired to write that song that you're trying to finish. So when it comes, like I just go to it and I just get it done the best I can vocally when I'm recording it in the studio. I don't want to have to come and relay anything. I want to get everything done excellently now (laughs) um and then once we have like the main vocals which is uh the verse the hook the second verse sometimes i will have to finish off my second verse and stuff because second verses are hard i don't care what nobody say it's all fun and games until you you're reaching that second verse and you're like oh okay we need to really think about this um but yeah once i have all the main vocals from the first session I just listen to it as time goes on and I'm like, okay, I hear this and I hear that. And I can like take the time to like really bring the rest of the story to life. And it would, it's usually brought with production or like, just like 
sounds that I hear, I'm like, ooh, like I hear bongos or ooh, I hear like war cries or something. You know what I'm saying? Like just being creative. Now, now I have the time to sit and just think about bringing it to life all the way. That's how it goes for me. And where does your creative writing process start? It's hard to tell. Like it, it just happens. Sometimes I will hear a whole song in my head. And um, I'm still maneuvering my way with that because I'm trying to listen really closely, focus so that I can get out all the instruments that I hear and everything and really bring the songs all the way to life. Um, but sometimes it starts like that. Other times it starts with me like I could be watching a movie and somebody will say something and it just sparks a whole song in my head. Or I would... Um, listen to instrumentals um when i'm working with producers i'll sit with them and they will play through their ideas and i'll just listen for what calls out to me what's telling me a story listen for what story it's telling me and then i do my part so that we are both in tune we're telling the same story yeah do you do any writing exercises no so it just kind of pours out it just kind of pours out um my my writing exercise is my heartbeat if if I can't feel what I'm writing, I will scrap it. I will scrap it. I need to be like I need to be able to experience what I want the listeners to experience, which is like I just want them to be in a whole completely different world. So if I'm listening to it and I'm not in the completely different world, of course they're not going to be in the like come on now. So yeah, I just let that lead me. And what stage of your life have you taken the most inspiration from when you're writing music? Heartbreak, bro. I feel like all the negative experiences in my life, like the painful experiences, that's where my sweetest music comes from, bro. It just happens to be that way. I create from a place of pain. It's exhausting, but it's worth it because it's not really about me. It's kind of about everybody else and not me. So, Why do you think, not just you in, ge in general, yeah, why yeah, do you think real. people find it easier to create from pain? What do you think it is? I think I think it's because <sighs> there's the pain and there's, you know, the joy, the positive emotions, right? And with joy, it's very um it's very easy to get distracted. With pain, it's not very easy to get distracted. If so, if your man cheated on you, <laughs> you'll feel it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do, like it's still gonna creep its way in, you know what I mean? And um I think when creatives feel that pain, they have to release it in some way. Like, it's just, like, natural. Like, you just have to release it. Or else, you're going to release it in some other way. I would rather release it in the art rather than, you know, ending up in jail or something. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> man, because I'm telling I almost, uh, I, I almost made my way there a few times. Um, but, yeah, um, they just... Yeah, that's the reason why it's easy. What would you say is the best and hardest thing about being a black writer? The best thing is, like, the sauce, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, just, there's just sauce in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say too much, but there's sauce. There's a special type of sauce. You know, like, um, what is that place that guys have here? Nando's. Like, Nando's Perinese. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like the mayonnaise. Peri sauce, peri, peri sauce. Yeah. Um... We have that sauce. Um, and I think the hardest part is really being able to bring those words out because a lot of us were not taught proper communication, me being one of them. Like I had to maneuver emotional intelligence 
and verbal communication on my own later on in adulthood. And it was like, it was tough. You got to learn how to manage your emotions and stuff like that. Um, And also people not taking you seriously sometimes. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've been in a lot of rooms where people took me for idiot, bro. Like, I'm just like... How does that make you feel? It made me feel like, okay, I'll show you. Just wait on it. You're going to be kissing my ass later. Just wait on it. That's how it made me feel. Um, I like to prove people wrong rather than sit and sulk about what they think. Like, bro, half the people you meet in the day didn't wash their ass in the morning before they met you. Why would you even sit and even worry about what they think? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a weird, <laughs> it's a weird correlation, but it really works for me. Like, it's just like, why would I listen to what you have to say? Because why? So I'd like to ask you, what advice would you give to other black writers? They can be songwriters, mm-hmm. just writers in general, but what yeah. advice would you give them yeah. based on your own experience? Pay a lot more attention to yourself than others. It's very easy, especially in the type of industry that we are in, to get sidetracked by what other people think and what other people define the industry as, how you're supposed to ride, what type of genres you're supposed to be in, and all that jazz. Forget all of it and just do you, man. Just do you and eliminate anybody that makes you feel weird in your own skin. Tell them to get the hell out of your way. Simple. And try your best to not doubt yourself. Uh, Doubt is something that can creep in really easy. And it can prevent the world from hearing the beautiful creations that you have to offer so please don't doubt yourself okay sit there and tell yourself i am that bitch i am that nigga and get it done and even even if you're scared or you're doubtful do it scared do it doubtful just do it yeah that's the best advice i have to give Well, that was such a wild ride that Bianca took us on. Would you agree? Um, She's very funny and I really loved how confident she is about her craft and the songs that she writes. I think she's accepted that her songs will always be deep and very deep rooted in the experiences that she's gone through. And it was interesting seeing how vulnerable that she gets when she's trying to articulate how an experience has shaped her or taught her about different things in her life. But yeah, I think one thing we can really take away is not allowing the naysayers to push us away from our dreams or even get us down. Just be confident in who you are and be confident in what you've been given to do or say or write. The Bianca's new EP, Walk Away, is out now and I'll definitely recommend you guys go and check that out. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can follow us across all social media platforms at Black Pros Pod or use the hashtag Black Pros Podcast. And I hope to catch you guys next time. Bye.